0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the Metal and Magic podcast. Today was the first day in a month that I got to play Dungeons and Dragons. My withdrawals are gone, but as always, I feel um, ever ready to jump back in and play some more. But let's talk about episode 51 for a minute. This was the last episode we recorded before the move. And it's an important episode because it is the culmination of 10 levels worth of playing this game. Our group is finally level 10. They're halfway there, which means we've probably reached about the halfway point ...of my story. So, like all good things, this story and these characters have an ending. But we're only 50% of the way there, so we'll see what happens along the way. We also go long in this episode, it's like over an hour and 30 minutes, so good luck. And let's jump right in to episode 51 of the Metal and Magic podcast. Rest and regrouping Where last we left our heroes They had just fallen asleep After successfully teleporting back To the uh, Kingdom of Glim inside the castle Um Traik fell asleep Guarding the shields in the storage closet And that's where he's gonna stay <laughs> And I said you guys fall asleep And you're level 10 um, so I've wrote up a little thing. You guys are sleeping through the night.
1: For those of you at home, you know, kind of go to our Facebook page and let me know if you put mayonnaise on a freaking Italian sandwich. Ah! Apparently Jimmy John's does. It's wrong and unethical.
0: That's why you shouldn't eat there. Also, the dude who owns it is an asshole. But, you know, if, if you shop like that, then you really can't shop at to be fair,
1: These look, people. I was hungry. I this is
0: like no, I'm just saying, like if you if there, you shop no,
1: by or Subway
0: around, if you shop by, know. is the owner of this establishment not, is he an asshole? Then you're not going to buy anything.
1: Oh yeah, so. yeah. I mean, unless you go. Unless anyway, we're
0: we're going on track. You guys have reached level ten, and I'm going to go through some stuff that happens while you're asleep. Um, you've all made it to level 10 from here you are no longer merely adventurers you are on your way to godhood before you lies a path rougher than any path you have taken behind you lies the ease of the journey so far in comparison from here it will only get harder but what does not kill you must make you stronger level 10 is a huge milestone in the collective and individual journeys of each player at this table and their character you've achieved power beyond that of almost anyone in most towns or cities Tales of your trials and tribulations have begun to spread across cars. When you arrive in a place, it is known to everyone. Your renown is spreading. You have met individuals along your way that you would know, mechanically, are stronger than you. Or stronger than you are now. King Mora, the botanist, Malvo, Luscious Lucius, maybe Cedric. Who knows? Time will tell on that one. But as you all fall asleep, you dream. Though not a collective dream, you all dream of a moment in your lives that have made you who you are today. Grayson is trying so hard to take the this, this quietest bite of the sandwich. Leave me alone. That,
1: that doesn't have mayonnaise. On you can
0: it. eat your sandwich like a normal person. Love I'm fuckers. loud. Um, we'll start Why with Phelan.
2: Respectful.
1: We'll
0: start with Phelan. We'll start with Phelan. Phelan, you dream of the moment your body changed from flesh to straw. You see yourself in your father's blacksmith shop, pounding a hammer against iron. All of a sudden, a burst of magical energy engulfs you. The fires of the forge and the magical flames wreathing your body become one as they swell to a massive explosion. Then when the smoke clears, you're standing there, your body wants flesh, now that of a scarecrow. The fire around you burns. It's a heat that you've never felt before, as simple small flames feel like raging infernos. Your father, in shock, simply gives you a task to complete and goes off to town. Almost in a daze, the moment he leaves, you run. You ran from your home into the wilderness. You thought there was no way you could ever live a normal life again, but then you discovered your magic an unstoppable force welling inside of you. It was your magic that transformed you, and if you tried hard enough, perhaps you could transform back.
1: Or to a fish, man.
0: <laughs> Flash forward some time, you meet a playful young pixie who appears to be new on this plane. You two begin a friendship that slowly takes away your fear of rejection. You gain the courage to go out into the world in the daylight. Flash forward a little more, you've gotten a magical headband that makes you look normal again. Your courage swells. More time passes, you meet up with this group of people that you're currently with. At a town called Northolt. They accept you like one of their own, without almost a single question. Yep. Yeah. Flash forward to your death in the Blue Tower. Huh? You yeah. look upon your body from above, you see Mirna try as she might... But she is unable to save you in time You blink and there you are again Looking on your body as Myrna blows The horn of the watercolor That's what they call it uh, I knew someone <laughs> would say that um, The rejuvenating waters Wreath your body And you see her grasp out And slam your chest with a fistful of energy At that moment you are reborn Not as a scarecrow nor as a human But you see yourself as a triton You wake from this dream with a feeling of acceptance, a feeling that you're welcome. Myrna, (laughs) as you slumber, you recall your early life. You were the youngest in your family, surrounded by loving and caring pixies who raised you in total safety. You inherited a carefree attitude and a strong curiosity. Where you come from in the Feywild is a relatively safe place. Though, once you were old enough, it was hard for anyone to stop you from wandering. You stumbled upon a planar crossing. This portal took you from the Feywild to the Material Plane. It brought you to Kars. You arrive in the world, and everything is brand new. You see the colors of this world are muted in comparison to the Feywild. In your travels, you happen upon a cave, and inside that cave, a straw man. I have lost my place. Found it again. (laughs) You can sense his fear and trepidation as you approach him, but after some time, you two become close friends, and in your head, you claim him as your creature. He grew the courage to leave the cave during the daytime, and you two ventured forth in the world. Soon, you two reach Northolt. You find the crew, much like your family, willing to protect each other at the cost of their own lives. Flash forward uh, to the Blue Tower, where you enter through, like... As a camera, we enter through the giant hole in the wall. Uh, fly over the round table. Looking down, we see Myrna trying desperately to shove pages of books into Phelan's chest in a failed attempt to stop him from passing to the aftertimes for judgment. Flash forward, it's the next day. In one last ditch effort, she blows the horn of the water collar. Water wreaths her body, or his body, surging in a twisting helix around his form. We see through Myrna's eyes now for the first time. You see all the possibilities in front of you. But one specifically catches your eye. You think, oh, this'll be fun. (laughs) Grasping out toward the ball of life force belonging to a triton, you slam it into his chest. He awakens with a gasp for the first time in almost all of your life. You feel that fear, that dread of loss, mixed with the relief of bringing someone back who you thought was gone forever. You awake realizing that this time... On this plane has been more enlightening to you than the entire life before you cross through the portal. You feel enlightenment. Hmm. Kerox, you lay down for your beauty rest. You know that you're no use if you haven't gotten at least eight hours of sleep. And it has to be continuous. Yeah, That's
1: why I don't take watch.
0: Um, <laughs> shoot, you used to keep a spell prepared for the occasion that you had a restless night. You could just cast it on yourself and fall asleep. Your eyes shut and you're suddenly shunted back into the jail cell where you spent many nights pondering your future. You've always had that itch, the need to consume the very essence of the people around you. And for the atrocities you committed in the kingdom of Glim, you were sentenced to live out your life in the dungeons. You knew deep down that what you were doing was wrong, but like many addicts, you were unable to stop, or maybe you just didn't want to. One day, when you seemingly lost count of how long you've been in the dungeon, you were hauled up to the king's throne room and given a chance. King Mora told you, I've decided to give you a chance to earn your keep, and perhaps your freedom. He informed you about the Tournament of Champions, and made his case to you. It's obvious that you possess an amount of power that made you a formidable force to my guards, and a danger to the inhabitants of my city. However I give you this choice, fight in my tournament and win. Be crowned champion, take on my quest, succeed, and live out the rest of your life in freedom. Or fail and die. Or don't win the tournament and go back into the dungeon. What do you have to lose? What say you, desecrator? Flash forward to when you fell, I believe last, in the tournament. Yeah. He was last! Yeah. <laughs> that overwhelming sense of failure paired with the beginnings of a plan. You say in your head, I'm already out in the open, maybe I can run for it. Flash to the ceremony where the, uh, where the winner, Tordor Steel Sides, is being crowned champion, and then subsequently struck by a bolt of lightning that turns him to dust. The divine gifts rising up out of the ashes and claiming their champions. The dagger of bone, Zedris' gift, chooses you, and in a way, you feel validation. You were chosen by the goddess of death. You think, wait, hey, obviously, the things I've done up until now must have been the will of the veiled goddess. By my hand, I've delivered her many souls for judgment. Perhaps it's the will of the gods that this false champion be struck down. Flash forward again, you gaining several new powers and gifts from the gods. We see you sacrificing your own life force for Myrna and other allies. The spell. Yeah, I uh, called. No. Life transference. Yeah, life transference. We see you in the governor's mansion taking point with Phelan, drop kicking open giant double doors. You've surrounded yourself with people who fight alongside you. You may be keeping them alive just so they protect you, but you've also begun to see yourself as the avatar of death on this plane. You have the power to send your foes to judgment, and you've learned to wield this power with a slight bit of caution. You wake up feeling like you've grown as a person since you've set out on this journey. You feel a a surge of power fill you. Mm-hmm. Time to go kill some innocents. <laughs> Time to fuck up this storyline. <laughs> story what a horrible dream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who was that guy? <laughs> I'm gonna choke on <laughs> <in> my game. <laughs> <room.
0: Nightmare. laughs> Morana.
1: I'm sweating bullets like <laughs> you wake up in a cold sweat.
0: <laughs> ah!
3: <laughs> Morana,
0: you dream of the moment when you fell. The moment you lost all hope. And how recent cha- happenings changed your life forever. The people from your small village in the south of Kar saw the coming of an Azamar as a joyous occasion. You were born radiant and resplendent, and they knew you were a gift from the gods. As you grew, the village leaders began to ask more and more of you. Please, heal me. It's what the gods would set That's what they wanted. They sent you here, obviously, just to heal me. Come, come to the service at the church and tell us what the gods want. Bless our house. Bless this newborn. I think my goat's sick. They wake you in the middle of the night with their pleas an endless need for help. You felt an immense amount of pressure put on you when you attempted to flee your home. You had no plans. You just wanted to go. In the middle of the night, you get up and run. The night watch saw you and attempted to stop you. In a flash of light, burst of radiant energy leaps from you towards the men. They stop dead in their tracks. They fall to the ground. Radiant wings spring from your back. You begin to float. The town was awoken by the light show and people began to pour out of their homes. They encircle you and begin to berate you. They call you names. They attempt to pull you out of the air. You haven't even you haven't ever experienced these powers before. You've never grown wings. You're a teenager and you haven't had much training. You have no idea how to control this. These thoughts run through your head, and then all of a sudden, you're hit in the face with a rock. You look down. The cleric from your church picks up another rock, aims it at you. Your eyes glow with a bright radiance. You lose control, and with a swipe of your hand, you erase him and several of those around him from existence. The townsfolk begin to scream in horror. Your ears ring. Their screams clouding your mind. You just want quiet... Why won't they just shut up? You let out a scream of your own, and a burst of energy radiates from you, and before you're able to realize what happens, the noise has stopped. It's quiet again. You look around. A sea of bodies surrounds you. You gather your things, and as you're leaving the village, you you feel no sadness. Maybe a tinge of remorse, but overall, they got what they deserved. You're a kid. No kid ever deserves that amount of pressure. responsibility thrust upon them by an invisible group of beings in the sky and just like that you feel an immense pain in your head it spirals throughout your whole body your skin changes from a healthy tan to a pale white your powers the power you felt is gone but replaced by something chaotic something not quite right You begin to travel, and in your time, you find yourself at Winterwater. You join the guard, you work your way up through the Tide Raiders, and were picked to guard Princess Aurelia. You had a purpose, one that you picked, not one thrust upon you. Flash forward again, you're with this group in the city of Northolt. You've grown to enjoy their company. At most, at least you tolerate them, your new acquaintances, though you never let them know. You watch as Mohu is beheaded in the church, supposedly devoted to the same gods who created you and filled you with so much power. You destroy the enemy standing in front of you and take the body of your fallen comrade outside. You perform a burial ritual and in your head you speak to the gods for the first time in a long time. Why have you allowed this to happen? He was a good man. All he wanted was balance. To make the world a better place than it is now. And you took him from the people of this world. At that moment, a beam of light strikes you from above. Those around you are blinded. You hear a voice in your head. You have learned the lesson we tried to teach you all these years. People are worth fighting for. While they may be individually flawed, humanity as a whole is good-natured. You are surrounded by people who only wanted to take... As a test of tolerance and you failed and for your failure you were stripped of your powers though you have redeemed yourself as you have left your place of comfort and joined a group of like-minded individuals who are set on a path to make the world a better place and for this we reason we restore your power use our gift to age your newfound allies Find a family in those around you and make sure what happened today never happens to anyone else again, Mohu's death shall not be in vain. Zedrus has taken a tiny part of his light and turned it into the radiance that powers your soul. Go forth, do good things, and make him proud. You awake from your dream, and you feel invigorated with purpose. Salar, you lay yourself down to sleep, finding yourself dreaming again. Though it isn't your usual dreams of gods or demon lords.
2: Okay, good. <laughs>
0: you see yourself fighting in the Tournament of Champions back in Glen. You watch as an opponent strikes you down. You see that you were the first to fall. You, someone so strong Knocked out of the tournament first? You lay there on the dirt floor of the arena, fighting happening all around you, but unable to move. Thoughts pour into your head. I'm so much better than this. Why couldn't I win? How could I fall first? This obviously isn't my fault. They must have cheated. I need more power. I need something. That will set me apart from these cheating bastards. Something that will show the world that I am the force to be reckoned with that I know I am. I need more. It's at this point that you hear a voice in your head. Oh, I like you. I think we have much to talk about. From there we flash forward to you and your crew arriving in the vast void. You see your home in ruins, bodies everywhere. Footprints leading out of town. And you think to yourself, all this power I have and I still couldn't save them. I couldn't stop this. You, then you recall meeting with Alaram and the choice being placed before you. You've gained so much since the beginning of your journey. And maybe, just maybe, when all this is over, you can make everything right. If you have the right power the right amount of supernatural abilities. The feeling you feel when you wake up is hope. Hand signals. This
2: is, this is, imagine that gif of all those like mathematical things going across the screen and that face that just like blinks. That's my you favorite know? blink. That, that's <laughs> Salar whenever she wakes up because what is this? Is this an emotion? Nah, can't be. I must be sick.
0: (laughs) Manu, some tribes believe that when you sleep, your body dies. And when you wake, you are reborn. You lay yourself down, waiting to be reborn anew, and are thrust into a memory of the past. You find yourself standing along the shores of the dancing coast. Your people are having a feast. The feast of the rising tide. Your people are celebrating another successful hunt by roasting a giant wild boar. Night falls and your people are dining and dancing around the fire. You and the other hunters are being honored at this festival for the capture of the boar. When suddenly an avalanche of darts and arrows pour down from the sky, striking many in your tribe, it appears that the volley came from a copse of trees in the distance, closer inland. You and the remaining men, not hit by the attack, take up arms and rush the tree line, while the women get the little ones to safety. As you rush with your great axe to the tree line, a group of humanoid figures burst forth from the trees, brandishing staves, short swords, slings, bows, bare hands. They erupt like a crimson cloud from the tree line, each one of them covered from head to toe in red. You and your group cut them down one by one, however you're not without your casualties. When it is all said and done, your people have lost around 40% of their numbers. Your chieftain amongst the dead. You keep three red monks alive, find out the truth, you find out the following. Turns out, it was your group who led the monks to your camp. They saw you and thought it would be easy pickings to take you and your group on. You guys have fought off and on in the woods. You've had a bit of a rivalry going, but they thought they could just follow you back. Sneak up on you and finish it, finally. They were obviously wrong. Turns out you were the leader of that hunting party. And they followed you back. With the chieftain dead, it falls to his son to decide what to do. A 14-year-old boy must make this decision. And with tears in his eyes and rage in his heart, he banishes you from your tribe. You can return once you've collected the head of the leader of the monks. He tells you to dismantle them piece by piece, salt their land so that nothing will ever grow again. Yes, I know, he has some good wisdom for a 14-year-old boy. Um, once you complete the task and return the head of whoever commands these red monks you will be back, and alive back into your tribe with open arms Flash forward to yourself surrounded by monks and the wolf This is where you first met your current traveling companions They assisted you as you quickly dispatched to the monks but the wolf got away Next, we see you in the party at the Shade Court. Just defeated and the keeper. Above ground, you find the wolf again, though this time possessed by the spirit of Aiden. With a little bit of time and help from your friends, you dispatch the wolf, but you know deep down that he wasn't the one commanding them. He seemed different, and the knowledge you gained from the party makes you think that he is not involved in the death of your tribe members. Now we move on to the Temple of the Seven. You walk outside after meeting with the gods and sleeping a peaceful night. More monks. These pests seem to follow you wherever you go. You observe one person, a tiefling, female. She appears to command them. You observe as she commands these monks and then disappears into thin air. You rush after her as soon as you can, but to no avail. She's gone into the swampy waters of the Great Marsh. However, now you know, you know who you're looking for and they're scared because they know what they're up against and they ran. You believe that your interests currently align with your companions at this time. You wake up with these realizations. You feel reborn with purpose, a fire ignited in your belly for justice. And uh, Chip's not here, but we're going to do tricks and he can listen to it later. Um <clears throat> Trach, you pass into the realm of dreams as you recall a horrifying sight. Your tribe being slaughtered on the northern coasts of Kars by a creature known only as the beast of the northern sea. A mass of tentacles and teeth. It rips your people apart and rends their flesh from their bones. You see your father standing there mouth agape as he watches his people torn apart. He gathers himself And like a flash, he's standing right in front of the beast, knee-deep in freezing waters. A spear in one hand, he stabs the beast, the tip breaks against the armor-like flesh of this creature. He tosses the broken spear aside, resorts to pummeling the creature with his bare fists. You, a young boy at the time, look on with amazement and fear as your father, the leader of your tribe, climbs the creature and continues to pound his fist along the body and head of this beast. At first, the creature doesn't seem to notice or care about your father, even when when he's climbing it. But then, with a mighty roar, your dad releases a bolt of lightning out of nowhere. Energy crackles as he holds one hand to the sky, and another hand touches the head of the beast. The beast shrieks in pain and writhes in agony as a bolt of lightning Strikes your father and is channeled through his body and into the beast. Your father seems to take the the brunt of the initial strike, but is channeling that energy back into the monster. Again, it lets out a terrible cry of pain as the energy passes through it. It begins to recede back into the depths. As you look out, countless Goliath bodies litter the shore, the... The sea runs red with their blood. This is something you have never forgotten. And while your father was successful in driving the monster back, he did not give it chase. He did not attempt vengeance upon that which killed so many in your tribe. And for this, you have always viewed it as a stain upon your legacy. Time passes and you begin sort of an outreach program. Years have passed and your tribe is further scattered is split into a coastal tribe and an an intercontinental tribe. After disagreements, these tribes are split even further. However, your outreach program has opened up trade for the first time in a long time between these subgroups who, let's face it, can hold a grudge for a really long time. You've got them talking again, and that's the first step. You awake as you remember what you see as your lowest point, point. realize how far you've come since. You feel encouraged. So you guys all wake up with these dreams. And the feelings you feel. And you're level 10. So quickly, we're going to go around the table. (coughs) The important things only, really. Grayson, did you pick fighter or warlock?
2: I picked fighter.
0: So you are a level 2 fighter, level 8 warlock. What's that get you?
2: Action surge.
0: Moving on. (laughs) Uh, James, you went. I went fighter. I was gonna say, you went rogue? <laughs>
1: no, I uh, just went level 10
0: wizard. Weasel fifth, fifth level spell, and what else? Fifth
1: level spell, and then class feature, which is uh, resistance to so necrotic damage.
0: Okay. there's uh, a lot of that. You know. There is. Yeah. Michael! I got the metamagic feet twin spell, and I got immolation. Okay. Um, Mirna. I got a another
3: fifth-level spell and divine intervention.
0: So it's what is it? It's a twenty percent chance or ten percent chance? I have to
2: look it up. I think
0: it's ten. I think it's ten. Ten percent chance your gods will help you. Eric, what did Manu get? Yeah, you know took a so level in uh, warlock or wizard? Took a level in bard. Oh, that's great. Bard goes with everything. Yeah. yeah barbarian. Yeah, yeah, a barbarian.
3: You know, something cool. Uh, no, I got another path feature. Uh, and I got another path feature.
0: What path feature? Unless uh, you don't want to tell me. No, path feature of the path feature. <laughs> yes,
3: I got the path feature of path features. Um, no, I got... Uh, it's the Storm Herald's... Uh, scroll, scroll... Shielding Storm. At the 10th level, you learn how to use the Mastery of the Storm to protect others. Each creature of your choice uh, has the damage resistance you gained from the Storm Soul feature while the creature is in your Storm aura. So, 30 Damn feet, aura. anyone in my aura is uh, resistant to lightning now.
0: 30 Ooh. foot aura of lightning resistance? Yep. Nice. Of creatures I choose. Okay. And uh, Megan, what did Morana get at 10th uh, level Paladin?
2: I've got an Aura of Courage, so creatures within 10 feet of me can't be
0: frightened. Hey, that'll be useful. So creatures within 10 feet of you can't be frightened, and you got a third level spell. Mm-hmm.
1: That'd okay. be useful back when Salah was using that scary shield. It would be
0: useful... Paladins have so many features, but it would be useful if Megan used any of her frightening features.
2: <laughs> well, here's
0: What? What? Uh, I
2: guess I can't really use Aura of Conquest.
0: You can, because you're a conquest paladin.
2: It, it just says creatures, though. It doesn't specify like... We're creatures.
0: Or... Well, that means your allies in your aura are immune to that, and only it only it will only affect your enemies. Yes. That's I'm me. a fish. I'm okay, a and Trait took another level in Pugilist, but he's not here, so I don't know what that means. Um... <laughs> You guys wake up in your normal rooms at the um, castle. If you would like the to go talk to the king. I know some people want to deal with the dragon wagon, which we can do later. But I know some of you might have had... I think some of you had questions for the king. So I can't remember.
1: But... Mm. Maybe we should ask mm. him about how the preparations for war is gone.
2: Um, we also need to tell him about the fact that the transportation, teleportation circle over in the swamp is now connected to Fire Gianty place.
0: Okay. Yeah, that would probably be good knowledge to tell him. So you so, guys gather for the morning. You get a good breakfast. Okay. And you head to the throne room. Yep. The king is sitting in his throne mid-discussion with a beautiful... Elvish woman who appears to be a wood elf, dressed in bunnies? magnificent. What is he
3: wearing? His bunny ass. No,
0: the, it's it's daytime, so he's wearing his full gear. He's wearing his king's all your armor. Oh yeah, he's wearing all the shit that I'm supposed to. Be yeah. Wearing. Um. So he's talking with an elvish woman who appears to be a wood elf, dressed in magnificent noble dress. Uh, they appear they appear to be talking about memories, and then comparing them to the modern day situation. Um, the woman says, Remember th- remember when we clashed with the, uh, the rebels in the Light's Edge woods about 590 years ago? The king says, Yes, but they were not well organized like Cedric, and their numbers were smaller. It was like crushing ants. This is a very different situation. Cedric is much more powerful, and his numbers rival even our combined strength. The woman says, But my spies say he has a powerful sorceress pouring power into him and to those machines he uses as his puppets. He seems to be building a device atop his tower as well, though I don't know what it is. Further research is needed. Uh, The king looks up, and he sees you guys walk in. Sup. And he goes, I see you have returned. And the woman says, welcome back, champions. It's good to see you again. Sup. She's her, lying. She doesn't, have, she doesn't like us. Her voice is familiar, and yet somehow completely strange. Um, but you get that feeling that you've met her before, but you're not sure where. Everyone.
2: Mm. Mm. I'm sorry, I forget your name.
0: Um. She looks up, and she's like, Oh, yes, you're not used to this, As she gestures to her face. And she walks behind the... She walks behind the throne and comes out as a lizard folk. You now recognize the botanist. And then walks back behind the throne and comes back out as the elf. Um. I forget you haven't seen my favorite form. Perhaps it's my true form. I can't recall anymore. It's been a very long time.
1: Why would you. you know, disguise yourself as a lizard folk? Seems I like was
2: not the lizard folk male.
0: It was.
1: She. He,
2: he just likes to go It has a everywhere. machine. She just likes to go. Everywhere. It's binary. Like to go well,
0: everywhere. okay, so you know, once us, cool. once certain mages reach scary. a certain level, um, age doesn't affect them anymore. Uh, like ageless, timeless body, and mm-hmm. other stuff like that. You, you, perhaps, the botanist has reached such heights, and with her level, what it is. Um, you could, she can stay polymorphed for a long time. So she's been alive a very long time, and perhaps she doesn't know what she used to look like originally because she has so much fun changing everything. Okay. The king uh, looks at you guys, and he's like, so what's your next <coughs> step, where you're heading, and what assistance, if any, <coughs> can I offer? We need some bunny-ass slippers. Um, Those are special order. Well, I'm on a special order, so... Next time you come here, you can pick him up.
2: As of the moment, we don't necessarily have a plan. We just, uh, returned from a very... Let's just say we had to take an alternative route to get back here from the... Marsh. I
0: noticed you were gone a long time. What happened? I turned into Grund. The... Are you still looking like Grund? Yes. Oh, forgot you disguised yourself. (laughs) You were the fish person, right? Yes. We'll get back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you?
2: We went to the temple. Yes. And as we were leaving, we ran into some red monks. Okay. And we believe that during the fight that ensued, uh, one of them tampered with the teleportation circle. And so whenever we tried to use it, it sent us to go. Blip, blue, blah. Go, blah, Pulls out map.
0: Dwarf place, the thousands dwarf. years.
2: Ruins of Garwindul.
0: So you're telling me that the teleportation circle at the Temple of the Seven now takes people to the ancient ruins of the dwarvish city Garwindul.
2: Yes, which is that. also inhabited by fire giants. Specifically. But one, then when
3: we got there.
0: <laughs> It's, it's inhabited a- by exactly one fire. Jam. We killed the rest.
2: We, we oh, killed. Okay. We killed
0: three. What? What about the other one?
2: Oh, show them your mask.
1: Oh, uh, your, uh, your poncho. <laughs> I pull it out <laughs> and I I kind of do the <laughs> thing you know and I go.
2: <laughs> we killed them all! <laughs> Well, first of
1: them oh, geez. we left the other one because she did attack us.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, she was nice. She had yeah,
3: this because we stuck a new back on the statue. Oh, really yeah. we got yeah. the fuck out. Before she found out, that we kill the rest. <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. So we'll have to send a party to re-situate the the runes there. Yes. Um, I'm blanking on your character's name from Tomb. Admir. Admir. So he. <laughs> He snaps his fingers and Admir comes up and he whispers Hobbling something. In. No, he's got two legs in this one. He, uh, he whispers something <laughs> into Admir's ear and Admir runs off. You assume to go fix this situation. Um, we spoke to gods. Yeah. He looks at you when you say that and then he looks at the rest of the party and he looks at Manu I see you brought me my sword.
3: Kind of pull the sword out. You can always challenge me for it. Put it back. He's got an army. He looks at you. My
2: lord.
0: Well, he kind of looks and he goes, (laughs) I guess it's chosen you or you were given it. So who am I to judge the will of the gods?
2: And if the will of the gods were to... then a
0: little thaumaturgy, a
3: little vibration of the chair. So what you're saying is, you have
0: my stuff.
2: He's going to kill man when he's asleep, is not
0: he? he? He stands up, and he's like, boy, do not question why I wear the armor I was gifted.
3: You mentioned something about spies earlier.
0: Hashtag,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no. I just
0: scared Floofwatch as I fell out of my...
2: Uh, he literally rolled on the floor.
0: Chair. Um, ah! the, wood elf, the wood elf, the botanist, she's like, Yes, I have many spies. Do any of them know where the Tiefling bitch is, the leader of the Red Tide? Um. She holds out her hand... And these two beetles appear, and she looks like she's having a silent conversation. Is it in squeak-speak? It's not verbal. Squeak-squeak? squeak, 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 squeak over. Okay. I don't think that's the language you speak, though. It this character. It is. I don't think it is. No, it is. Is it really? Because <laughs> that's is. not a thing that exists in my world, so you wasted a language slot.
3: Damn it! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Every once in a while, he's just squeaking and like. I'm, <laughs> I'm that one person who can talk to the squirrels. Great. Go up and tap him on the head. The fucking. Growl. But are the, all the squirrels in this world are like the squirrels from Rick and Morty. Oh, there's, only, there's only one. <laughs> he knows. Everyone Assassinate does. Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> Come here, little boy. We've got candy. <laughs> I swear to God, if
2: he has a we million squirrels wishes. to talk to, and I still only get my one snake, we're <laughs> gonna have a talk.
0: You got two snakes. One's dead.
2: I want, life I want live okay. ones. a Pit of life. So, I can reincarnate it. <gasps> it's probably
0: been dead for more. It'd than be a days. different. It'd be yeah. It's been dead for a long time. I come back as a different race. That'd be weird.
1: <laughs> um. It's a human. <laughs> it's a human just slithering underground because that's all its spirit knows. <laughs>
0: oh, Okay. okay.
3: So what is she. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> All right, she, we need to get video on this so she, holds, she holds out her hand and she has this silent conversation with these two beetles that are just flying, hovering above her hand and then she like does this and they, just a flick of the wrist and they disappear um, she says the, the vagabond queen is quick she moves a lot hence her name she goes from place to place and they, the, the monks wander it's very hard to keep a lock, but if I find any information, I'll have my spies find you. Okay. Can we have a beetle so we can tell him? You have a stone that links to the the guy. Yeah, we king. want a beetle though. This sounds awesome. Correction,
2: Carax uh, has the stone and he abuses it.
0: You He's,
3: still have one. He kind of looks for the botanist, and how will I know that they are your spies? You'll know.
0: Um, So I throw my hands up I don't know what they are Um, The king kind of pipes up And he's like Be aware that we've received word From our spies in Iron Keep Your man has made it home
3: Uh.
0: But the situation is not looking good The mountain dwarves are preparing for an attack And they appear to be armed to the teeth And ready to march at a moment's notice we don't know where, but we can make assumptions.
1: The hill dwarves?
0: No, the hill dwarves are dead. Oh, ah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The mountain yeah, dwarves they're have enslaved stuff, them.
0: No. Um, the botanist says, We've once had a strong bond with the leaders of Iron Keep. However, when Ragnar Strongstone murdered his father, King Grimnor, and took the strong, uh, took the Stone Throne... Damn, I'm writing talk, tongue-twisted right now. <laughs> <laughs> when King... Bleh, Strong, 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 when Ragnar stone, Strongstone murdered his father, King Grimnor, and took the stone throne, he severed all ties with the Alliance and isolated his kingdom from the rest of the world. With a thong song. He only left his castle <laughs> under the mountain once, and that was to lead the charge when his forces took Deep Castle. Women and children, taken and enslaved... Men who didn't volunteer to be part of the Iron Keep infantry were killed off, subdued, or sold, like the guy you found. So, what are your plans?
1: Well, are they attacking the kingdom?
0: No, they. we, we have no idea where they're going to go. But you have a few leads, if we are to recap.
1: Let's see, uh... We got one, two... 3.5. 3. 4.5. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> what are you doing? But, I have he's counting all the Six, She's a level 10 seven, cleric who rides a pseudo dragon. I'm Seven
1: versus an army. Uh,
0: we I can could bring just go some to Burst.
1: people. What?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Burst.
2: Yeah. I think he's sitting them. there.
1: Counting that out. Salar's just like we could just go to I See, I've got four the, level three spell slots. Alright, hold
0: on. <laughs> stop stop out loud counting all of your shit.
1: I can have about thirty James. Zombies. We're good.
0: So um Salar pipes up and says, Well, we could just go to Bursk. And the the botanist says, You must be made aware that the only entry into Bursk is not a normal door. Questions must be answered to gain entry. A lot. Questions that change frequently, oh. so there's no way to know what the current entry test is. So, wait, there's moment. an entrance exam? Yes. <laughs> I hope is you it studied. Scantron? I got this. No. <laughs> you have to bring your own scantron. <laughs> you have to pay for your own scantrons.
3: <laughs> Does anyone
0: have a number two pencil? <laughs> Mine's only a number three. <laughs> fucking uses a number three pencil? I didn't know Gods. Yeah. <laughs> I brought one of those pencils that they use to draw the fucking Titanic plans that are this long. They're the size of your entire arm. They had to draw parts of the Titanic to scale on the floor. No, so the question to, like, still
3: is why did you. Yeah, stab, stab, stab. What? Me. Did you just like poke the nut? No, no, no. Like, they a.
0: drew with Bam. it. They drew with it on drafting paper. You usually get to use it in a test. Yes. Yes, um, you just stab get? through the time machine magic. <laughs> at any rate. Anyway, um, you guys have some stuff to discuss, and if you have questions for either the botanist or the king, let me know. Uh,
2: have you heard anything at all? If you have any sort of information as to why the botanist was wanted at first?
0: As to why the botanist what?
2: As to why... That Visan person wanted to kidnap the botanist and bring... And then looks to the botanist. Her? To burst?
0: Um, we haven't uncovered the reasoning, but we have ideas, uh, most of which start and end with genetic manipulation.
2: Probably Cedric wanting an outpost or an alliance of Cedric's wanting to use... Genetic mutation to enhance their army?
0: Or just an entire army of mutant people. Mutant. Bug Do you have
2: people. something against mutant people? Says no! Mutant person. No, I
0: totally. Um,
1: he makes mutant people. I make like mutant people. people. I
2: thought that that was the king talking.
0: No, it was the botanist. Oh, okay. The voices have commingled. Yeah. Um. And then for some reason turned southern at the end. <laughs> I love mutant people. I fucking make mutant people. <laughs> my best friend's a mutant person. My best friend's a mutant person. Man, oh. I sit around going with my banjo. I fucking got a pretty mouth. <laughs> um. I'll ask them if they want to know what gods look like. Or if they know what they already look like. Um, <laughs> that's weird.
2: Yeah. Hey, you want to know what
0: the, the gods exact, like? exact
2: image of what each god looks well, like. Because
0: I know what they look like, well, and I can alter myself to look like them. The, um, is there anything the you king, want to say? The king knows exactly what Severus looks like because when he got his armor, um, he had a vision much similar to you guys when you have your visions. Armor. Okay. So, do you want to see what the rest of them look like?
2: Well, Including I've seen, the
0: mystery seventh god? I've seen Grund, and I've lived long enough to see depiction. I, I don't need to. No. Okay, fine. I won't show you what they look like.
2: You should turn to Alaram.
0: Okay, I will. I do it.
2: Okay, okay he you has just... tits now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fish tits. No, she's. No, just... they're
2: Alaram tits. Fish tits. But she is goddess of the sea.
0: Yeah. What anyway, now you look like Alaram, but you've got fucking undisguisable gauntlets on your hand <laughs> from up. No, I'll hide everything. When I'm showing the ah, uh, the God. Yes. So, so yeah, also, it's fun to mention that your current, like, when you're dressed normally, you're wearing a fucking blindfold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where do you guys? I, I'm sure you wanna stock up in town. I've kept your wagon and. Your horse, whose name I've forgotten. What about uh, what? Uh, Bijou
2: and I
1: remember the horse's name.
0: <laughs> How the fuck do you remember the <laughs> horse's name? I can't remember reoccurring characters' names. Yeah, we like have King, King Legs. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, wh- what did you say, Grayson? Uh, oh, what about Bijou and uh, Silrina. Silrina. Car. They right? are um, actually <laughs> yes, currently. Out with one of <laughs> our guards Well, two of our guards They wanted to see the town They're getting a little tour
2: Okay Uh, and the body of the wolf is still in our wagon?
0: Your wagon should be exactly where you left it Exactly how you left it
2: We don't know where it was left because It was left teleported. under the carport in the back Okay
0: it was the horse
3: Cartport Under the cartport What? So should I put my keys on the
0: Davenport as well? Yes Why don't you hop into Chesterfield and go down the street? Um. So. You guys. You have any questions for the king? Any questions for the botanist that you want to finish up? No, I already asked
1: him. Do. Are all of the current alliances. Intact. Right. Okay. Did we leave any other alliances out of the um, recruiting thing.
3: Oh you're asking where to next to form an alliance?
1: Right. Okay. I think we've been to all the We've big... been to a lot of yeah, the yeah, places, like the places on the
2: eastern side. So not so many on the western side.
0: So you guys have gone as far as the ruins of Gaul Wendor on the on the uh, Unvoluntarily. West? Yes. But the only town in that area you haven't hit up is Fogtown. Town. Uh, they're not really an alliance, they're another Dust Bowl town, just mm-hmm. a little village. Um, on the on the east, you've hit up Winterwater, Northholt, Niflinhelm, Ozengard, Orenthal, and you've been <laughs> to through Ozengard. <laughs> We've taken the party to... Oh, thank God. So, what would be left is that <laughs> you don't know what's really in the Light's Edge Woods. it's, uh, it's used to be goblins. Uh, no real alliance there. Um, Silvercrest, you've not been to, but you also... Michael, it's fine. It's a plastic table. And he smeared it into the table. <laughs> stop! Towel. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Silvercrest is the only town on the west... On the east... Above the Fork of the River that you have yet to go to. Uh, below the river is the Light's Edge woods, uh, woods, Aboric, where Cedric's people stay, and then the Tower of the Kings, which is his tower that he's building. So, to, to the west, you've got Bursk, whatever Elven City may or may not lie in the woods, <laughs> the, the Wildmore Forest. Uh, Deep Castle, which is where the hill dwarves were. You don't know what inhabits there now. And Iron Keep, where the dwarves are, you've got Cog Peak, which is the gnomish city that uh, Felden went to. So it sounds like we need to go west.
1: I think, you know, the seven of us need to go stop this pending army. That'd be pretty epic imagine the stories that you would be told. You know what would be epic is that to have a worse. pit of
2: snakes to bring with us because then we could just like send the snakes in there. Well, how do you carry, do a, pit? carry a pit? Yeah, <laughs> I can cast animal friendship at will constantly on only snakes. But can you
0: do can that it work on all? pits? You a can pit. move a pit. <laughs> what gives? I can water. give, a give a them all leashes. Of- no. Wait. You have to shape earth. What do you call a group of snakes? A flock. S- a not, not hiss. An unkindness. No, a bungalow? No That's a- <laughs> I say that to about every <laughs> I I mean, Electric Electric about
3: kindnesses. What
0: That's- is a group of snake? <laughs> so um, slippery. We don't know because we don't it's a slippery sound more. snakes. Wait, everybody shut up. Alexa. What do you call a group of snakes?
2: Bed, den, nest, pit. Nest or bed and not?
0: Pit. You were right, it is pit. I need a pit of snakes. A Brad pit of snakes. <laughs> One Brad Pitt made of snakes. Got it. Alright, so you guys, I think your two big choices are the Golden City, the City of Bursk, the, the Thieves Guild, or uh, the Dwarvish City of Iron Keep. But, you could also go to Silvercrest, you could wander through the woods, you could go to Deep Castle and see what's left of the Hill giant, or hill Dwarf Ruins. You can do whatever you want. Let's go join it's an open world. a sandbox, baby.
2: Yeah, we could just go join Cedric's side.
0: Yeah. You oh him. yeah That
3: sounds great he Fuck won't. you bitches <laughs> He won't kill us on side or anything King, No King And all King of Kars. our
0: god stuff will just like disappear King Kars was a dick anyways King, Jesus Christ <laughs> King Kars <laughs> I know And that alchemist glim What an idiot <laughs> Stop going at the tables my... I'm sorry It's okay mm. I vote
3: that we go Fucking to the,
0: amateurs. the Iron Keep or whatever Iron Keep? Yeah Iron Keep. Raise your hand for Iron Keep.
2: I mean half of you. Not... Okay. Half.
0: I'm there were tri- 3 I'm tri- And there proxy. are six. Huh? I'm Drake's proxy. I think Salar is voted always Trake's proxy, I think. Yeah, uh, because
2: uh, Salar because Trake trusts Salar the most.
0: Just, just, uh, that was a decision for the longest, for, from the longest time ago. I mean, seeing as we're just switching back and forth weeks, you know. Yeah, well, that is true. You and Chip can't seem to fucking be here. I think you're the same person. Sometimes. Uh, we're fine. Have we right ever seen okay. them in she's, the same room? He's like. <laughs> 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 she's raising for Iron Keith. Michael, Michael put his hand through.
1: Nah, <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, Aaron's
0: arm that's and Aaron's is raising his hand for her. Um, I think you're aware, Chip. Aware, Chip? <laughs> I just get these Or he's aware, Eric. Or he
3: just gains, like, 500 pounds. <laughs> yeah.
0: your, your, your your goatee moves into mutton chops, <laughs> And you gain the ability to play the bass. I just slapped the bass, yes. It's very good. Um, so it looks like we've got four votes for Iron Keep. One, two, because she said, I guess. So Aaron and Morana withstanding. Where did you want to go? Where
2: did y'all want to go? Did y'all want to go to Burst? Because I don't think I'm Megan was listening.
3: I don't have any really strong feelings about any of it. I'm just kind of like, let's go on an adventure. Okay, okay guess go. it's going let's to be this
2: six of us against an army. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: let's go somewhere where my queen get killed.
2: Um. <laughs> before I leave, do you know where I might be able to find more snakes?
0: Ireland. Ireland. What is that? Ireland. So, it's a small island to the northeast
2: oh, um, so a
0: teleport circle though. there's
2: only an island of snakes
0: Ireland it's an Ireland of snakes
2: uh,
0: no yeah uh, is there a pet shop in town The um okay so the botanist kind of goes so remember those chambers I had in my basement yeah. That could account for the lack of snakes.
3: You used, used
2: all the snakes. Dink, did the Then snakes. use all the snakes. You used all so the snakes. So did used all of sh- the snakes turn into people like me, or did they turn into people like what was down there that we had to kill? Yes.
3: What did you guys fight in his basement? Yes,
1: snake thing. It was a snake it was man.
2: You and
0: abomination. It's the
2: except it transformed it's completely into a, body snake.
1: Of a human
0: half it's a centaur with the, with the snake bottom neck yeah so and
1: then it transformed into a big snake, yeah and then Trey <laughs>
3: used it to punch everything <laughs> yeah. he, he did
2: <laughs> used it as a glove essentially
3: so so kind of look to sell any relation of yours
2: of sorts we share the same genes apparently and I wiggle here. my forked tongue.
0: Uh, One leg <laughs> the, uh, the botanist kind of laughs and says Um the snake population is recovering <laughs> We're making sure of that
2: Okay because I'm really concerned about this And I pull out the jar that has the dead snake in it Happening to all of them
0: No, That is rather old And can I see that Oh wait come
2: on. Yeah Give him any more snakes. And he takes it's it, dead. He
0: takes it from also,
2: you. Also, I have Salvador here, but he's staying with me because I want to protect him. Unless I need to kill him. I want to protect
0: For him service. so he can give me temporary hit points. Like yeah. I
3: need more snakes so I can murder them. So he
0: take, or she now takes the jar from you. And he's, she's looking at it. She sits it down. She shakes it violently. She shakes it up. <laughs> Pops it open. It fizzes everywhere. And then um. Reaches her hand in and grabs the snake out of, like, the formaldehyde fluid it's in. Looks at it. It's gonna leave a smell. That's okay. And then, like, fucking kisses it on the lips. (laughs) Was there any
3: tongue involved? (laughs) I vomit.
0: You vomit. Uh, A dude, a little gnome runs up with a fucking bag real quick. (laughs) It's a bag of holding vomit. It. <laughs> it's a bag of holding vomit only. Yes. Okay. I'm
2: just kind of looking like this is completely normal. I kisses mean, I the have snake. A snake. in my pants. So.
0: Yeah, you do have a trouser snake. <laughs> um,
2: with a grate that it can slither. It's, mm-hmm.
0: it's right. a grate right here <laughs> in the crotch area. So the snake can just kind of come out. <laughs> yeah. You missed a whole lot, Eric. <laughs> Eric did that. Oh, yeah, you did Eric's that. I that forgot. Did you did that with Fabricate. Hi.
3: Yeah, how you doing? Um,
0: as she kisses the snake... You see it start to wiggle. Wait, it's wiggle. And, um... She holds it out, and it's kind of like doing this, and then it turns into one of those wooden snake toys. <laughs> and then it turns back, and it's a live snake. <laughs>
2: cool. Is it male or female? Yes. Give it an S name that Matt won't remember.
0: Yeah! Um... Depends on well, okay, human. uh... Susan. I'm pretty sure odd the botanist Steven. would be. Here, here, odd. It's a male... Even it's female. Six. Female.
2: Awesome. They can mate. you doing
0: nice. God's work.
2: Are they going to mate in your pants? <laughs>
0: yeah. Trouser snake, trouser snake. I sacks. will
2: give them a snake bag. Okay. Wait. This, a
0: I ball I ball to go <laughs> Wait. All right. And find a basket. This has been how the last few episodes you've missed have been. It's just been fucking hilarious the whole time. I don't know what's happening to us.
3: Sorry to all our listeners who want the story to um. progress. <laughs>
2: Her name...
1: That doesn't happen.
2: ...shall be...
0: <laughs> she can't think of a name. Serena. Man, that's super close to your fucking lady. That's gonna be hard yeah. for me to remember. Serena. Silrena.
2: Serafina. Oh, God. Serafina was my mentor that almost died, and then we just kind of, like, saved her and then, like, walked away.
0: Can't I'm she close. just be, like... How about like Sessapina? Salvadorina. S1. Uh, so fine. No, I'm joking. Her name can be... I'm joking. Savannah. Savannah. Ooh, nah, nah. <laughs> Savannah, nah,
2: nah, nah. Okay, so we have Savannah, Salvador, Salar and Samuel.
0: Okay, so you've got yeah. your second snake. Shut up. Yeah,
2: but um, I'm still going to be on the lookout for more. Also, animal friendship. But they'll make
0: them. more. How? So you can only cast that once a day, right? No, I
2: can cast it in unlimited time. Oh, on day, snakes. Only on snakes. Okay,
0: cool. That's Because I was limitation. wondering when you were going to get bits bit in the feet, in like the femoral. The uh, yeah, it's
2: completely unlimited, but it's like in the oh. amount of times that I can use it, but I can only use it on snakes.
0: Okay, so um, do you guys mention he, he did? You he did mention your cart. He tells you where to pick it up. Um, we mentioned the gods. We mentioned the red tide. We you mentioned the fire the, f- the fact that the the transport the teleportation circles fucked. Um, you've got some leads on Burst. You've got some leads on Iron Keep. You've also got some information about what happened to Deep Castle. Well we
1: we, uh we uh we uh we saw uh, who I believe from descriptions that we were given um we saw Yeah Planning plans of attack and
0: Or how to get more Minotaur text
1: stuff that made possible. Um yeah
0: Okay.
1: So, perhaps... How did you see him? Cedric is uh on the verge of being ready to move. Uh, so, yeah, when we were trying to use the teleportation circle outside the temple of the seven, six gods... Um
0: There were six. There are now seven. Yeah. There were always seven. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, the bitch... Fucked with it. And we, we, we teleported. He goes, legs. language! We teleport. Please, you put your feet in Bunny's asses.
2: Don't <laughs> <laughs> no. talk
0: to me about language?
2: He's literally deceased. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did an anime fall down where the legs were up. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've got all my god gear too, motherfucker.
3: Well, actually, he's
1: missing one. of You're right. Old sword. <laughs> <laughs> <it
0: back>. uh, <laughs> anywho... He holds out his hand and your sword appears in his hand. <laughs> like, that's some bullshit. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking.
1: <laughs> um, what was I saying? Remember, I'm letting you keep this. Before I was rudely interrupted. No. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we teleported to several places and one of them was like, I guess, one of Cedric's bases or whatever. And we saw him and. He's looking Danae, at him up. And then he looked at us, tried to kill us, but we were gone before he could. Okay. So
0: this is distressing news, but we must press on.
1: I got at least, you know, ready to defend against an attack.
0: Yes, and we have actually sent for a good majority of Rosehall's forces. The knights are on their way.
2: So, what if the attack is to? What if what if Rosehall is to get attacked then? Rosehall
0: has other defenses.
2: Oh, that's right. That's where you're
0: from. No, no need to worry about Rose Hall. Um, There's an army of undead snakes under. I
2: forgot that <laughs> mutants exist. Looks down at self.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I'm an abomination.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just a normal person. Wait a second.
0: I <laughs> forgot I snack. about um, who's dead? <laughs> there is. There are other ways that we can defend ourselves at Rose Hall. We, the knights. The knights are used for. Um, Intercity defense against ruffians and hooligans and they protect me because it would be weird for me to walk around with a drider or a giant spider flanking me.
1: I bet all those uh plant mutants are defense mechanisms too. Probably got a you know, you know, personal poison ivy walking around the streets or some shit. Who
0: knows? I have many things. Sounds awful like um, for Batman. <laughs> The, um, I'm Batman. Where and, is she? And as just a small update for you guys, the king actually pulls out a ledger. Or he has a ledger brought to him, because let's be real, he's not wearing a fucking pack. In the throne. So he has a ledger brought to him on, like, a royal blue pillow, and he picks it up, and it's very fine leather. It's gold. Um, and he opens it up, and he's like, we have been pledged... Um... We have been pledged fighters to our cause from Winterwater, Northolt, Rosehall, Orenthal, Nifflinhelm, and the Floating Arcanium. Hmm. You are securing crucial alliances and defeating foes before they can team up. You are doing great work. Um, Like I said, if there's anything I can help you with, uh, I do have your bunny slippers on order. Nice. How many pair? So Just what? the one? All around. All around? Bunny slippers all around. More the honorable color bunny slippers. you not need yeah. small
2: enough
0: yeah. for me. We're going to need We're some... <laughs> So Do you have like fleece slippers?
2: Prenatal bunny slippers. fetus slippers are not warm.
0: I know.
3: I have. I, I killed that rabbit while we were in the mountains, so I have like a full set of like rabbit gear, and my my dragon has little rabbit booties. So. It's
0: not yeah. the same. Yes, so made
3: those rabbit booties for
0: him. <laughs> you don't know luxury until you slip your foot inside a warm rabbit's ass. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's actually the tagline for this episode. Oh, I need to write that down. Now, a quick word from our sponsors, Bunnies. <laughs> now, a quick word from our sponsors, Libris Arcana. Get your dice, shit! Put in a rabbit! Anyway, make it fart the dice so when you roll it. <laughs> Shake your rabbit.
3: And this is the episode where all of our sponsors go, you know what? <laughs> Pass! <laughs>
0: Anyway, we're here to have fun. Yep, I'm sure it's rule number one. Yeah,
1: never talk about Fight Club.
0: Rule number two. But the never app is
1: awesome.
0: Uh. Um, and you guys, you guys have kind of got this little update where it, it looks like everything you've done thus far throughout all these characters and all these missions, they're finally coming together. Yeah, the king feels like right now if you guys gathered your forces and marched on Cedric he would still be too strong because obviously he's got the Thieves Guild in his pocket he's got Gilmandir the Sorceress he's got Daener leading his army and who knows what the fuck the dwarves are up to so, you guys are planning to go to both of those locations, the, the Thieves' Guild City and the, the Mountain Dwarf City, eventually both of those. And maybe when you're done with those two things, it may be looking good. The king, the, the king is hopeful. Whoa. He tells you if you would like to check out the city. We've had a lot of upgrades since you came and left and came again. it mm. been like two days. No, no, no. Since you've been here be- before you... You got here and you just kind of went straight to the king uh, and then teleported to the temple and then did the fire thing and then came back. Did you so get a
2: Malvo's expansion?
0: No, but there have been a couple of fun new things pop up. Uh, mm. A lot of small business loans.
2: Mm.
0: Like a snake store.
2: Maybe no.
0: There um, there's one place called Talented Terry's Transports that you may want to look at if you want to talk about your dragon wagon.
1: Mm.
2: Do you have a pet supply?
0: We still don't have a pet store because keeping pets is like wrong. Pets have rights too. Bunny
2: supplies. Which is scary. why I want to go to a pet store. The, the bunny. Bunnies aren't. Savannah you know, and Salvador no a basket to live in so that way the, they don't have to live in my pants
0: the bunnies are actually willing participants oh, are they? Just oh, got a bunch
2: God. of
0: like s bunnies you watch <laughs> the magicians <You> know. <laughs> one, one of them's got a ball gag in his mouth one problem. of them is <laughs> radish <laughs> smuggler yeah <laughs> smuggling radishes <laughs> on airships um do you guys have any more things for the king of the botanist? no no? Okay. Does anyone want to go out in the town to go to Malvo's or Terry's or any of those places? The Opsigar Grundleplatz blacksmith shop?
3: Oh, wasn't no, he doing I
0: stuff for him. them? Huh?
2: I said no, but I run to my horse. You run to Horace, the horse the horse.
0: Okay. Wasn't he, like, making something with, like, parts? He was making the dragon wagon.
2: And wasn't you making something for Manu?
0: Mohu. Manu. <laughs> Shit, you were right on wrong. <laughs> he's dead! dead. <laughs> he died!
2: Like, straight up.
0: He's part of Morana's soul. Yeah, he's
2: inside of her. Always. Powering
0: her See, powers. Do you now crave a brew that you
3: could never make?
0: His, his, his light has been transformed into the radiance that powers his soul. So she's an alcoholic? Yes. Okay. That, that is do you feel it strange? I do you believe he's making something for me? Do you know what he's making for you? I uh, do you believe it was the glaive. Yeah, the I think that was it. it. Yeah, like a two-handed weapon of some sort. Not, yeah. Okay, if you'd like to go there, he is banging away on the iron. I bet he is.
2: Chicken. Oh, well. Apologies for the noises that's to come. You could have
0: left it. It's
2: okay.
0: It was starting to bother me. Anyway, the um, you go there. and Knobstegar Grundleplatz working away. All right. Um, it was the glaive made out of the fin. Yeah, right? was, yeah,
3: out of the head fin or neck fin or. Did I? Did drag- you write down what it does? Fin. I'm sure I do somewhere in my notes. Let me. Well, I'm, I'm gonna open it easier. in the book, y'all. Yeah. Beeps and boops. Hold on. Boops and a beeps and loops and beeps. Clipping some pages.
1: Hey, look at this cock she's got.
0: What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> said if my oh, it's a rooster! <laughs> <laughs> it's an armored rooster. If your pseudo dragon ever dies, that's what you want.
2: It's got little saddlebags.
0: I could kill that pseudo dragon real quick. No, I no, don't want you
2: to kill her. All right. No, I'm just saying, like you know, if it happens naturally, I'm gonna I got get it. this really that's fat chicken that's that's with this that's really that's
0: glorious that's tassel that's saddle. That's All right, Eric, I got it. <laughs> okay, so great. you uh you walk up to Obscigar and he looks up at you and he's like, "You seem to have gotten a new weapon." Yeah. But um, I have finished your work. And he pulls out this mastercrafted glaive. Does he um, Put his leg up on the. Yeah, he puts his leg up on the anvil, and he has the glaive like <laughs> right here. That's not uncomfortable. Um, you, you would like hold to see it? your glaive? And then he like we do need like up and, and down as fast as possible, <laughs> right? so it looks like it's wagging. <laughs> when we so, move, like, I'm gonna set up a Twitch studio. Yeah,
2: we need cameras, which means like
0: go to money. Libra's Arcana. Yeah. And or just send us money straight up. Yeah, either send in us the mail. money
2: or like go to Libra's Arcana. The so dice are nice. account number eight yeah, six dice,
0: five um, zero yes. seven eight nine. <laughs> Shut up. All right. So here's what it does mechanically. It is a plus three glaive.
1: I I hope that's not my... uh, um.
0: It does... (laughs) It does uh, an additional d6 of cold damage. As well as the normal damage done by a glaive. And the wielder can cast Sleet Storm at a dc17 save uh, once per day. Mm. DC 17? Yes. That's what it do. Baby boo. Now you should go back to the king and see if he'll just swap all of his armor for your one weapon.
3: Well, what I really need to do is get with Matt on a break or something and see if he can help me put this on Fight Club.
0: Nope. Okay. Because that shit don't... like they. they I could try, but it would be several different rules. It's, it's, I've noticed it's hard to add elemental damage Yes. To it. Uh, but I will try and figure it out. Um, do you have anything else paper. you want or need from the blacksmith boy?
3: Uh, him to stop holding the glaive like that. He handed it to you. Oh, okay. Uh, After explaining everything, it does. Um. There's a hole in it somewhere, and you're just like, well, "What's this?" Oh God. Oh, that's filled
0: with goo. <laughs> Why is the glaive creamy? <laughs> He likes the cold feel of it. This tag is going to be super explicit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Megan is in terror. Karen's
2: son!
3: What? Oh, we have children to listen to this? Oh, oh uh, just that
0: one. He's a, he's a teenager. Okay, we're fine. That's fine. Nothing He's obviously anything. discovered all of those websites. <laughs> he's got the
1: Discovery Channel, doesn't he?
0: Probably. National Geo. Well, Discovery Channel is only like fish and fucking crabbing. And trees. You mean it's tritons? (laughs) Bounch. Anyway. Megan goes to Horus, and the horse is fine. His tail is finely braided. It looks like somebody undid it and redid it. Oh,
2: nice.
0: And um, definitely has a bandana.
1: Is it red or blue? Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and is it
3: hanging out of his back pocket, or is he wearing oh, it on his dome? It's actually because
0: their necks are so big. It's a red bandana and a blue bandana stitched together straight. and tied around. You like can't a be big a old
1: blood old and a crypt.
0: Big old cowboy a bloody crypt. I'm sorry, did you just say crypt? Crypt. Like with a T at the end? Uh, I think he did. I did. I'm pretty sure So, um, does anyone want to go anywhere or do anything?
1: I want to go to the guy that can mess with the Divine armor.
0: So That's the same the guy he, he is
1: at. He uh, oh, wait. Then I'm with him. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Adam, the sword. What can I do with this?
1: You gotta pay up first. Oh yeah, I'll go there too.
3: Yeah, you have to pay, and then yeah, he could possibly tell you there's nothing he can do. The question was, what can I do with this? And he looks much-
0: at it. He's like, it's a big old sword. You cut stuff with it. Moving on. How that much, one was free. How much money you need, homie? Um. Your Divine Gift is a plus three. Am I right? I don't know. I think it's still, like, level one.
3: Starlight. Where's star it? Bright. The first star that I saw tonight. Let's take a look. Uh, it's a two-headed weapon. It's
0: a plus three. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a plus three. 2d8. He, um... He tells you it's gonna be... A thousand gold for him to look into it to see if there is any potential for an upgrade. Uh yeah, hand him a thousand gold. Okay, subtract a thousand gold. Okay. He lays he lays your uh greatsword on the anvil. And he puts his hand on the blade, and his eyes go straight white and milky.
1: You blinded him. With right. You, wait. Time out. You did not take someone at a Reservoir from the glade and put it in his eyes.
0: Just shut up. So <laughs> he he puts his hand on the blade and his hands go or his eyes go white and he looks straight up. And when he comes back out of it he goes There's nothing I can do. This seems to have been given to you. At its full potential. Just kind of
3: look at uh, look at Carox. Guess that means I'm the most worthy, and walk out. <laughs> Guess I didn't him. know this was a
0: competition.
3: <laughs>
1: kind of looks at his hand with the ring on it, the bone dagger on his side, the chainmail on his arm.
3: <laughs> oh, i have already gone. Huh? The fucking gone. hood, uh, the hood uh, over my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm already gone. Do you see the fucks? <laughs> yeah, me
0: either. <laughs> um, James, what did you want to do? Hmm. It's a set price until I forget again. Well,
1: you know, seeing as how, uh, overhearing the dude saying that his divine gift was given to him at you know maximum whatever, I'm just gonna assume the Marine was too. Um it's
0: a good assumption.
1: And then uh I'm gonna ask about the chainmail sleeve.
0: Okay. Um it's a thousand gold. And he will look into your chainmail sleeve. I have
2: eight
0: hundred and eighty-eight. What did you say? What? What happened? That's what did I miss? Somebody going to get fucked? Oh, you have to find your character sheet. See if you have any gold. Oh, I got plenty. I know you do. Okay. So, are you willing to give up a thousand gold for him to look into your item? Bing bong. Sure. Okay. You take off the uh, armor sleeve he lays it on the anvil, and a similar process happens. He touches it, his eyes go milky white, he looks up into the sky. And when he comes back out of it, he says, I, uh... I think I could do something with it.
1: What's that?
0: Mechanically speaking, it can increase your AC by one more. You were gifted this at its mid range with just a plus two. Originally, it was just a plus one sleeve, only worn by people who have no armor proficiencies. Now it's a now it's a plus two sleeve worn by people who don't have armor proficiencies, and any undead you summon have attacks uh, magical attacks for purposes of bypassing resistances. Um I didn't know that part. You didn't write that part down. <laughs> and he thinks he can make it a plus three sleeve and once per day you can raise one body using using a level one spell slot.
1: Even though know I have like that clash thing.
0: What is it? Which
1: class feature? I'm just playing. I mean, I do have a class feature, but it allows me to raise like one more, one extra thing when using. um,
0: This one allows you to expend one one spell spell slot through one level, one spell slot through the armor to raise a zombie or a skeleton. Right. If that's what you want, it's another two thousand gold. And it will take at least two days. Mm. Divine work is tricky. Some would say it's the trickiest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hmm. See, the problem is... I don't have 2,000 gold.
0: Mm. Then he gives you your sleep back. How about...
1: Free.
0: Um. Yeah, you can pretend like the thousand gold from him was for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, half off. He uh, he looks at you and he's like, "Yeah, for free? Yeah. yeah. No." Why not? <laughs> not everyone can come to me and ask me to do things for them. I work specifically for the king, and he's given you access to me. Yeah, but I still he also need to doesn't make a give us a
1: fucking payroll.
0: I still need to make a living. <laughs> I don't do work for free. You'll have to at least. He doesn't pay us. You know, you I, put it, I tell you what, you have to at least pay for the cost of materials. and Put living. it on King Glims' tab, and they hit you with this <laughs> fucking chair.
1: Would it help if I said
0: King Mora? Uh,
2: if we're putting it on King King Mora's tab, then I would also, like, talk about my now. No, I'm kidding. My-
0: you can roll know, persuasion. Look. The guy doesn't even pay us. He allows you to keep everything you find.
1: The gods yeah. give us these things.
0: <laughs> you want a shit ton of money in a casino. Get off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't he, find that. I won that. The king would have
0: stolen that. <laughs> <laughs> he wants tithings, motherfuckers. No, um, I can't get tithes without getting paid. Um he'll give he'll he'll drop it 500. 1500 or 1500 is the lowest he wants to go.
1: Well, I'm going to have to have a word with the king of shit's going to be this expensive. I need a fucking
0: payroll. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> says the, the serial last time killer that I
2: freaking bought any that I like I did this one for my sword to level it up the first time and I'm still trying to get back up.
3: Wait. So, how much cash do you guys
0: have?
2: I have eight hundred and eighty-eight gold right now.
0: I have two hundred. And I got that. Oh, you sold a shit ton of dragon parts. Yeah. Yeah, I got and ten thousand. And didn't
1: split it with the party asshole. Yeah,
0: I got ten thousand gold. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what what are you at money wise? Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Five hundred forty-seven. 547
1: gold or 50 platinum. Yeah, this motherfucker. Pulling the Visenth right now.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, Visenth, whenever I played her in a different campaign, did not just take that money to be hers. She put it aside in a separate baggie that was going to be used for party expenses, so she wouldn't have to pay for anything that like, she normally would have had to pay
0: for out of
2: her own pocket.
0: Okay. So what I'm hearing is we gotta find some dragons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Time to farm to ancient to dragons.
2: Sell but some things. See, but I first... Was we just need to rob
0: him Yeah, but sleep. first we gotta get our cut from fucking
1: this guy. <laughs> Alright,
0: so... Oh, that is true. You guys all killed the fucking dragon. And yeah. he just took hey. all the bits and sold them nope. and kept all the money. According to which well, Bluff, I killed the fucking dragon by myself. That is <laughs> true. <laughs> so... Grayson wants to sell some stuff, what do you want to sell? Uh
2: I have Hollows of War.
0: Oh the shield. Boom boom shield. Okay, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what
2: the fuck is this? Which I'm pretty sure that he would take.
0: Yeah, he'd give you uh he'd give you like four hundred gold for that.
2: Four hundred gold? I have a pink I have pink gum for five hundred gold. Pink what? It says pink gum.
0: Where the fuck did... what are you talking <laughs> about? Are you sure oh, dude, it's pink gems? <laughs> <got pink> <laughs> 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 it's too so small. To but, be fair, you're blind, so it's okay. That is a I good ask. <laughs> why, why would you write it that small?
2: Because the lines are small, and I have a lot of information I need to say.
0: So he give you 500 for the gem. He give you 400 you for the shield.
2: Okay, so that's let me let me. That's 900. Let me write down where. The pencil. I have
0: extra pencils, bitches.
2: Yeah, but I have extra pencils too, but he never takes them. I have some okay, in my bag. 900. Well, get your own damn pencils out. Alright,
0: so he'll give me uh,
2: 900 for that. 900 for those two. Erasing those real quick. I'm pretty sure I don't feel like giving up Alleram's eye yet, but I do still have that mask of an old halfling woman.
0: They give you one fifty. Jesus, is is this the blacksmith?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He buys weird shit. Um, I mean, sure. You want you want to take that? It it allows you to see your birth.
0: Oh, this is gonna be great.
2: (laughs) He He takes it and he's
0: like, "Can I test it first before I give you money for it?" Cool. It's fantastic. He goes and sits on the fucking anvil and he puts the mask on. Quick, Rob.
2: Uh, five (laughs) hundred off. like of my
0: next purchase like, for the experience what perspective of my I know that's right. is advertising. He um he sits down and you can see his eyes through the mask but they're they're like fucking solid white and he's obviously not seeing you guys. And that was
3: our
1: chance.
0: And then he stands up and he takes the mask off. He's like that was horrific. <laughs> I'll take it. 150 you
2: said? Yeah.
0: Man, I saw it through my eyes. Mm-hmm. where you're like fucking digging climbing out man. climbing out wow weird um, with your, your claws born on a battlefield born on a battlefield question
1: you're some might say you're
0: my mom used me as a flail <laughs> <laughs> with the umbilical cord
1: so, you know some might say you have talent with you know making stuff what could you make with this and I pull out the docent.
0: Ooh. He kind of takes it. It's a source of power. And he looks at it. This is very old. Is it an infinity stone? It's very ancient. You say it's a power source. <laughs> it's a tesseract. <laughs> so, were you here when they got this? No. I've never okay, a docent it. is something new that... That wizards put out in oh. the Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, it's a power core for Warforged. It's it's sentient. Oh, was this the the beer thing?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No, they actually didn't have one in the first one. They, they got that turned they turned into a brewery because oh. the that that has not hadn't been created yet. Oh, okay, it's a sentient magical object that can only be attuned when placed in the chest cavity of a warforge it get it has its own abilities its own saving throws its own everything oh. it has like you you can place certain abilities into it like um when your warforge goes down it automatically succeeds its first death save or something like that oh, it's super powerful um it can give him boosts to resistances it can give him boosts to his saving throws what can i make with this
2: I don't know what you can make with that, but I'm pretty sure you can make something out of five silver ingots. <laughs> 25 yeah.
0: gold apiece. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff whenever you're ready. Okay. So Let's do this. We'll do the selling off air. He's more just- focused on the docent because I just had an idea. Okay.
2: Yeah. I just thought that that would be funny. He looks
0: at Karax. He's like, come with me. I have someone I want you to meet. He closes up shop, puts everything away. And he walks with... He takes you and he walks with you. You can hold it if you want. I'm not stealing it from you. Just him or can we walk? Through? You guys can come okay, too. Good. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> and he he walks over to uh, fucking Talented Terry's Transports. And he walks in and if you guys follow, it's a huge fucking warehouse. Mm. And there are... Wait, time out. Yes. How
1: big is the building on the outside?
0: It's it's just as big on the outside. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, it's not. It's house. not. It's not bigger on the inside. It's a huge warehouse, and there are stables inside where there are camels. There's a fucking elephant. There's a. We need an elephant horse. driving
1: our dragon cart.
0: Um, we already have a horse.
1: The horse can just ride on top the elephant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Megan, how would you feel about Horus riding an elephant? Horus
1: riding, Horus, <laughs> Forus.
0: Um, I don't know. He, takes it, he takes it, and in the back, you see this guy pop up from one of the stables, like he was cleaning one of the stables. He comes out. Does so he got poop on his face? No, he doesn't, but he's oh. wearing solid brown robes. He hasn't got shit on him. <laughs> it, how do you know he's a king? He hasn't got shit on him. Um, he gets up and he's like, hello! Hi. are
1: you wearing your brown <laughs> robes? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs>
0: You just sounded like one of our characters from oh. another session. He's like, "Welcome to Talented Terry's. Oh, Obstacle, how are you? What? Why are you here?
1: Your name is Obstacle.
0: Obstacle Grundleplat, the MD. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a blacksmith. He's, he's an MD. That's impressive. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a, an apprenticeship. But
1: he's a master smith. Yeah, he's an apprentice.
0: Doctor, oh. <laughs> surgery is really rough. He uses his yes, forge is. for surgery. It's going poor. Alright, throw him on the
3: anvil. I'll fix him up.
0: He, yeah, basically. Gang, gang, gang. I can put this in his chest now. Make him Iron Man.
1: That's mine.
0: No. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. that that's fine. so he goes. Terry's like, "Why are you here?" And he says, "Oh, Terry, come, hmm. come look at this." And he walks over, and he grabs it, and he looks at it, and he's like... Obstakar says, what do you think we could do? And Terry goes, I have a great idea. And he brings you guys over to this drawing table. And he starts sketching. And what he's sketching is something fucking ridiculous. It looks like a boat. But it's got a fucking, like, balloon above it, and he's, it's its an airship. Okay, what I want to do with it instead is let's put it in the horse's ass. <laughs> and then we can have a warforged horse. It doesn't turn you into a warforged God damn it. It's only attunable by warforged. Why wouldn't we want a floating ship anyway? Can Horus still ride? Yeah. Like, can he just be like dangling like, oh! No, <laughs> would this be feasible We're to like the keep a
2: horse, the horse on? And it would about-
0: be a floating okay wait let's do this in character it would be a floating fortress it would be your base of operations where you would never have to touch the ground
2: so like the Arcanium
0: almost like the Arcanium it would be one ship
1: not and a it giant would be island not a
0: giant island yes but it would be powered by this core and it would be sentient and you could speak with it it could do things for you
2: can its name be Smith?
0: It probably already has a name. But wait. But we won't know until we plug it in.
2: But how much Can would this cost
0: Yes, us? that's what I want to know. Or cause... would
2: this just be like a very... Uh, fun creative adventure for you to where you would only charge a very small fee if no fee at all.
0: Or I carry have two vials of eerie green liquid.
2: I also have a vial of like old dried up blood Look, that prevents creatures that we'll drink do. blood and feed on blood. With We're gonna put it here
1: on here. King Mora's tab. <laughs> Again?
2: He did say we could have anything like anything he could help us
0: with. I mean that's Damn. very true. Yeah. If you would like to go back and try to convince King Mora to help you with this... No, no, he already offered. Wait, wait, hold on. I go, like, around the corner and I come back as King Mora. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, I approve of this whole thing and I walk away and I come back as myself. I rolled a nat 20. He sees through you.
2: Can I take this,
0: uh... I also rolled a nat 20. This sketch right
2: here with the information and write the price on it.
0: (laughs) Hold on. With a a
2: question mark.
0: I'm going to find the price of airships right now.
2: And I will roll it up, send it with my lovely Samuel to go bring it over to him and get a response rather quickly, because I'm pretty sure someone else who has a sending stone here is just not going to use it for a... It would be rude. We're in the
1: same city. It would be rude. (laughs) And it's daytime. (laughs) Is that how that
0: works? (laughs) Yeah, and it's daytime. Um, One moment.
2: it's not like calling someone, when, like texting someone, whenever you're literally on the other side.
0: What is texting? <laughs>
2: it's, it's whenever you, you write like, a, a text as in words. Uh huh. And you send it to someone to read. Isn't that called sending a letter? Or it's
0: text. Isn't that called sending <laughs> a letter? <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's going to cost as much as... I, s- I fucking saw the price for these earlier today, and I was like, they- this is never going to happen. And it fucking happened. <laughs>
1: you're welcome.
0: I was like, I don't need that price. Was Fuck. it a lot? I
2: mean, you're the one that lot? thought of it.
0: I-, I didn't think of it until just now. Okay, so I'm going to say it's the price... Uh, of a um, donkey. keel boat. Um, so it's not going to be the largest ship. He has several plans. He gives you a $10,000 option, a $20,000 option, and a $4,000 option. Hmm. Can we uh, modify uh, um, these So I'm going to take yes. the most
2: expensive ones. Stuff.
1: That's for a fourth edition, though.
0: Okay, I'm just that that is along the lines of what I've planned out. There's a, a what did I say five thousand. You said four. Four thousand, ten, 10 20. and twenty thousand dollar options, depending on. Basically, he's got ships already built. He just needs to integrate the technology and make it to where it's not a water. It's a water vehicle. It's an air vehicle. So
2: I'm gonna take the most expensive option. Uh huh. And a separate piece of paper. And my never ending quill and write, can we have this? <laughs> you Question owe Question mark. Us. We have been working diligently to bring you allies, and this would just make traveling far quicker. Heart.
0: Heart. Winky face. Salah.
2: <laughs> what? Sir. Scribbled in before Salar and then Silianzi at the end, and then she's gonna roll it all up. Samuel, if you will.
0: Um, yeah, so Salar takes. Er, <laughs> Samuel. Samuel takes it and uh, flies away.
2: Just give him a few minutes.
0: He, um. He's gone a couple minutes. You guys come back... Or, he comes back... With a, uh... With the same... Parchment wrapped up. hmm Uh, you open it up... And it just... It just says... ha ha ha! No! <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, it says... The coffers... Aren't as full as they should be... Due to the war effort... And gathering our troops...
2: This is for
0: the war effort. However, if there is a smaller option, I will go halfsies. What's the cost? This one's $20,000. So he, he will pay half of the one you guys pick, and he says, if there isn't a smaller option, I'll take half. So he will go. He will pay 10000 of the $20,000 one. He'll pay 5000 of the $10,000 one. He'll pay 2000 of the $4,000
1: one. How many people can fit on the $4,000 gold one? Yeah, All of us and, minus one. And how
0: many and people horses.
2: and horses and wagons and bedrooms does it have and kitchens? I oh, were
3: there.
2: Lounges. You are there.
3: No, no he left. I left oh. you.
2: Yeah, if only you were here. If only you would have given us our cut instead
0: oh, of trying to keep it yeah. Maybe we should go on break and I can see if all these items would be worth anything. Well, how about this? You guys think about the possibility of an airship. And we'll see you next week. Congratulations. You've made it to the end of episode 51. A uh, tiny disclaimer after this episode, like I said earlier... We obviously took a break for a month. And in that month, we did some stuff off air. We, um... They actually decided to sell one of the docents, give it to Terry, to fund their airship, because these items are so rare and obviously expensive that it would basically fund their entire ship built the way they want to build it. So we did an entire... Uh, session actually, where we just built the ship off air, and you'll hear about that in episode 52. Uh, but with that being said, everybody, like us on Facebook at Metal and Magic Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Metal and Magic Pod. On Instagram at Metal underscore and underscore magic underscore podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your floofs because hashtag FloofWatch2019 is still going strong even though we've moved houses and uh, she may be a little more elusive than uh, she has been in the past. Everybody, we're grateful that you're out there. We're happy that you're listening. Have a magical night and a magical life.